0: This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, May 20th, 2023. This week in security news, starting with the southern border. On Tuesday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott called on a nation's governors to help support the state's unprecedented border security efforts in the wake of the end of Title 42 expulsions last week and the massive wave of migrants who are now attempting to cross the border between formal ports of entry. In letters sent to each of his fellow governors, Abbott requested support through what was known as the Emergency Management Assistance Compact, which enables states to provide assistance and share resources with another state in response to a disaster or emergency. Quoting Governor Abbott, The flood of illegal border activity flows directly across the southern border into Texas communities, but this crisis does not stop in our state. In the federal government's absence, we as governors must band together to combat President Biden's ongoing border crisis and ensure the safety and security all Americans deserve. The Emergency Management Assistance Compact empowers states to provide assistance to one another in times of disaster or emergency, both of which accurately describe the current border crisis. Unquote. Talk about stepping up on Tuesday afternoon. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced plans to send more than 1,100 National Guard soldiers and law enforcement officers to Texas to assist with border security operations. This includes 800 soldiers, 200 Florida Department of Law Enforcement officers, 101 state troopers, and 20 wildlife officers. Also being sent are five fixed-wing aircraft with surveillance equipment and downlink capabilities, two mobile command vehicles and their crews, 17 unmanned aerial vehicles and support teams, and 10 riverine patrol craft and their crews. During a Friday press conference on the border, Governor Abbott hinted there are discussions with other governors interested in sending forces and resources as well. Texas lawmakers are also working on legislation that would make it a state felony to cross from Mexico illegally, which means jail time, as well as create a new border police force that could deputize private citizens. In order to enable open-border advocates in distant sanctuary cities to experience the extraordinary burdens brought on by unchecked cross-border flows, since last year, Texas has bussed 9,400 migrants to Washington, D.C., over 6,700 to New York City, more than 1,900 to Chicago, more than 1,000 to Philadelphia, and Denver will receive their first busload this week. Next up, 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate, a chemical used both as fertilizer and and a component within explosives, was reported missing from a rail shipment that traveled for two weeks from Wyoming to California. The manufacturer, Dino Nobel, filed the report May 10th with the Federal National Response Center. Listeners are reminded that ammonium nitrate, while predominantly used in agriculture as a high-nitrogen fertilizer, is also a primary component for explosive mixtures used in mining, quarrying, civil construction, and terrorism. Past attacks involving ammonium nitrate include the 1970 Sterling Hall bombing in Madison, Wisconsin, the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995, the 2011 Delhi bombings, the 2011 bombing in Oslo, Norway, and the 2013 Hyderabad blasts. In 2007, Congress passed a law to regulate the sale and transfer of ammonium nitrate to prevent its use in acts of terrorism. In this incident, the ammonium nitrate was in pellet form and being transported in a covered hopper car. As at least four separate investigations get underway, one theory being floated is that the pellets drained out or were intentionally emptied through a portal in the hopper. The material was first identified as missing at a rail stop in the Mojave Desert. You can find more about this story in this week's issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Next up, on Tuesday of this week, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, and Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo testified before the Senate Appropriations Committee about U.S. policy on China. In an effort to highlight the dangers facing America under Biden administration policies on foreign affairs and defense, Senator Lindsey Graham absolutely lit up the witnesses. The picture painted here is far from reassuring. Here's Senator Graham in a clip you are unlikely to see on the evening news.
1: Secretary Austin, I've been telling my constituents in South Carolina that if we fold in Ukraine, and let Putin have his way with the Ukraine, China's more likely to invade Taiwan. Do you agree with that? I agree, Senator. And not only uh, China, but uh, we'll see other bad actors around the world uh, try to do the same. I couldn't agree with you more. So how we deal with other bad actors in the world matters. Do you believe our disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan emboldened our enemies, Secretary Austin? Senator, as you know, uh, there were three uh, things that happened in Afghanistan. I don't right? have time for three things. Do you believe it emboldened our enemies, and if you don't, you've missed a lot? I, I don't, Senator. Okay, good. Well, you've missed a lot. Secretary Blinken, uh, you said a couple of months ago that China was on the verge of supplying lethal aid to Russia. Was that accurate when you said it? It was, Senator. Okay. We all agree we want China not to help Russia, right? Here's an idea. 100 U.S. Senators recommended to you that we declare Russia a state sponsor of terrorism to deter people like China from giving them weapons. Here we are, months later, and nothing's happened. And, Ms. Secretary, I, I like you a lot, but you're never gonna designate Russia a state sponsor of terrorism, are you? Never say never. Well, I can pretty well say China sees all talk here. If you're really worried about China giving weapons to Russia, instead of picking up the phone and calling the Chinese, please don't do that, why don't you get a 100 US senators to pass a law telling China, if you give them one bullet, we're going to sanction the hell out of you. Senator, could, that, I, just
0: add, could I just add to that, if I, if I yes, may? Yes,
1: please, very um,
0: quickly. I think uh, China has taken account of the so do un-
1: you think uh, no, they've the, been deterred the un- of the unprecedented sanctions and export controls
0: that we have oh, wielded against so russia you with- think
1: making russia a state sponsor of terrorism would not send a stronger signal to china, to china don't help the
0: russians i think the authorities that we have and we've used which oh, wow, the same I, I thing, have been can't. very effective okay and let's send go a clear to- message to china yeah as let's well. go
1: to iran is iran a state sponsor of terrorism under us law madam secretary Yes, I believe it is. Okay, they're sanctioned to the hilt, right? Yes. Okay. Do you realize it runs oil revenue went up 20% last month? I believe. I know it's gone up. Yeah, it's gone up 20% every month. Why? Because of China. So this idea that we have a strong China policy is a bunch of crap. It's not the budget will deter China. It's our will to take on people like China. So I think we're in a real world of hurt. Let's talk about the Navy. You know, the, the chairman criticized the House budget proposal. I, quite frankly, understand some of your concerns. A CR would be disastrous. I agree. Secretary Austin, the CNO of the Navy, said we needed 373 manned ships and 150 unmanned ships to deal with the threats we face. Are you aware of that? I'm aware that he said that we will. Uh... do you agree with it? I agree with the plan that the that the Navy is outlining. Okay. Well, here's what the Navy said. For us to get 373 ships, what we need, I would think the Navy is really important to deter China, that we'd have to spend 5% over inflation to reach that goal. Are you aware of the fact that the budget you propose to this committee spends 1.7% under inflation? I am. It's uh, under current rates. Right? Okay, and you- well, I would say that You're never going to get to 373 ships if you got to spend 5% over inflation and the budget is 1.7% below inflation. And here's what the committee needs to know. Under the budget proposed by the president, we go from 296 ships this year to 291 in FY28. China has 340 ships and by 2025 they'll have 400 and we project by 2030 they'll have 440 ships. So we're not doing what we need to be doing to let China know we're serious about playing in their backyard. So this idea of countering China cannot be looked in the budget vacuum, how many diplomats we have on the ground. Everything we've done in the last two years, in my view, has made every bad actor more emboldened. And it started with Afghanistan. And the Iranians are making more money under sanctions, not less. And China's the biggest reason we're not doing a damn thing about it. We have a chance here in a bipartisan fashion to send a signal before it's too damn late. And when it comes to Ukraine, I appreciate this committee's bipartisan action. But I can tell you right now, if the Department of Defense doesn't provide the ICC with the evidence necessary to prosecute Russians and you're holding it up, we're sending yet another signal that we're all talk when it comes to bad actors. So you may be pleased with what you're doing, but I am not.
0: Speaking of which, shifting to the Western Pacific. In a Thursday press conference, China's Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin had firm words when asked about G7 nations working together on a joint statement related to the issue of Taiwan. Quote, we urge the U.S., Japan, and other G7 members to adhere to the political documents on their bilateral relations with China, follow the One China Principle, stop conniving at and supporting Taiwan independence forces, stop making provocations and playing with fire on the Taiwan question, and never stand on the opposite side of over 1.4 billion Chinese people. Those playing with fire will get burnt." Next up, in travel security news, in addition to a general reminder about the start of hurricane season, Alert USA once again reminds listeners of two U.S. government-issued warnings on threats to the homeland, as well as U.S. citizens and interests abroad. The first is a National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin warning that lone offenders and small groups, motivated by a range of ideological beliefs, as well as foreign terrorist organizations, continue to pose a persistent and lethal threat to the homeland. The second is a U.S. State Department worldwide caution warning of the continuing threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. According to the cautionary statement, current information suggests that terrorist organizations continue to plan terrorist attacks against U.S. interests in multiple regions across the globe. These attacks may employ a wide variety of tactics to include suicide operations, assassinations, kidnappings, hijackings, and bombings. With this in mind, those listeners planning travel outside of U.S. borders, to include Mexico and the Caribbean, really should set aside some time to look at the safety and security aspects of your destination. At a minimum, AlertUSA USA recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website, as well as that of the CDC, for safety, security, and health considerations for your particular destination. To highlight the importance of making this part of your travel planning, Just this week, a Canadian citizen was shot dead in the Mexican coastal resort town of Puerto Escondido, which is located in the southern Mexican state of Oaxaca. Two days earlier, a 23-year-old Argentinian died in the same area after a brutal machete attack. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and U.K. governments to see what those nations have to say about your destination, as the contents of security assessments can vary widely. Links to those foreign government sites can also be found in the weekly Threat Journal email newsletter. Finally, AlertUSA also recommends international travelers take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important security updates directly from the U.S. mission in your destination country. All of this is easy. It's free. And considering the increase in tensions and violence around the world, these simple steps could actually save your life if you just avail yourself of the resources. If you would like to receive homeland security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those frequently mentioned in this podcast, visit alertsusa.com. Use promo code SAFE23 for a nice discount. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, May 20th, 2023.